What's up, everybody? Everyone, welcome back to another episode of Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers. You know who I am, the paranormal poppy. I'm Juwan Mass. And I'm your man, the Marcus Harvey. And don't forget about me, baby. The bad boy paranormal himself, Daylon Lorenzo Spratt. And guess what, y'all? For today's legends, we are headed to the Bahamas. Hey, my. I just want us to investigate some warm places. I mean, I want us to go to some feel-good spots. You know what I'm saying? And you want to be wearing Hoochie Daddy shorts? I heard the length of your shorts determine how much money you have. Oh. The shorter the shorts, the more money you have. That's why I wear Speedos. Because that's why you got your ass hanging out. <laughs> I, I be cheeked out. Cheeked out. out. Come on, double baby. Cheeked up. I'm, I'm double cheeked up on a Wednesday. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Bahamas is your kind of place. But you know what, y'all? But even a place that feels like paradise, urban legends still creep around. They sure do. Specifically, Andros Islands. Whoa. You see, in this legend, man, this legend is interesting. I'm talking about this is probably going to be one of the craziest things you ever heard when we start talking about islands. Well, tell them what it is. Listen, man, it's the legend of the Chicharney. Chicharney? Chicharney. No, bro, you actually got to picture it. It's okay. something like an owl. Okay. But three feet tall. Uh, okay. okay. Eh, eh, that's about it. Eh, that's all I got. It's just like an owl with eh. legs. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I'll be too scared of a three-foot owl. Oh, let me ask you this. Uh-huh. How tall would the owl have to be? About three and a half feet tall. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, like, because okay. that So half, if it was wearing heels. If it had a kitten here or a wedge, <laughs> a wedge. Ooh, I, I, I wouldn't mess with it. Because that, that means it's off limit. It means it's responsible. You so if you saw it walking towards you, what would you do? Walk the other way. Okay. All right, Joel, what's your next move? You know, I, I, let me see how agile it is. I'm going to go left to right. Are you going to do like a yeah, raise up and shoulder shake down? juke move. Now, yeah. y'all know damn well Al's got skinny legs. So they, <laughs> they knees going to knock. <laughs> what you, what you going to do? <laughs> what move you going to make? <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's jump into the legend of the Chicharney. Like I said, it looks like an owl with long legs. It's about three feet tall with fine feathers all over its body. But what's crazy about the Chicharney is they have three fingers three toes and large piercing red eyes situated on the head that allegedly could turn around almost 360 degrees. 360? So they head on the swivel. Swivel, swivel, swivel. Uh, I think owls do that already. Owls can only really turn their head 270 degrees in either direction. I just looked that up because I didn't want to put no lie out here in these streets. Because this sounds more like (laughs) one of them exorcist type situations, you know. Like, you, you remember the exorcist, the movie? Yeah, no, I remember that, bro. Cursing out the priest, flipping the whole room upside down. That literally was probably one of the scariest movies of all time. Yeah, definitely, 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 bro. Now, don't forget now, according to the lore, the Chicharney lives in Pine Forest on the Andros Island. And they live in nests. Mm -hmm. So supposedly, by taking the tops of two pine trees... And tying them together. Uh, oh, so with them three fingers, they know how to tie something together. Oh, bro, that's all you need is three fingers to tie. All you need is your thumb, mm-hmm. your index, and your pinky. I actually don't think you need the pinky. No, I think you do. The pinky don't need to be there. No, you do because you got to. It's certain things. Well, you know, your pinky can only do. No, you got to have your pinky toe. The pinky toe you got to keep. The pinky on your finger you can get rid of. But look, check this out though. The whole idea of the Chicharney is based off of a creature called the Bohemian Giant Barn Owl. This thing was roaming around parts of the Caribbean millions of years ago. But the question still remains, 
does this thing exist today? Or just people out here tripping? Shoot, I mean, how many people be like, damn, are my eyes tripping? Or do I see a three-foot, three-finger, three-toed? <laughs> it's a lot of threes going lot, around. Tree, tree, tree. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's Listen, a lot of threes out there, baby. I, I'm seeing, you a big-ass owl the size of a toddler? If I see that, what you doing? I'm telling everybody. I'm gonna be an influencer at that moment. I'm capturing it on the oh, yeah. on IG immediately. That's a million. That's a million views easy out the gate. So maybe the thing still is around. You know what I'm saying? But here's the best part: it's mischievous and it's very, very aggressive, depending on how you treat it. They said if someone comes around a chickcharney, they should be nice to it. And those who treat the chickcharney well, show respect, are said to be rewarded with good luck. I guess there's a flip side to this thing. Man, you got it. Because if you mean or if you laugh at it, you'll have bad luck, apparently. If it gets really angry, it will violently and forcibly twist the person's neck all the way around like it's own. It's going to Steven Seagal you? <laughs> Bro, listen. Because you talking junk? Oh, that's a very petty. But you know what? I feel like this, this legend teaches you a really great life lesson. Mm -hmm. Treat others how you want to be treated? Not even that, bro. Just don't treat anybody messed up, bro. It ain't even about how you want to be treated. Yeah. <laughs> like, just don't treat anybody messed up, no matter how they are or who they are or how they come off. Because man. you don't know who you may be entertaining. Okay, so here's some stories of how the legend of the Chicharney have played out. Look, a man went out for a walk in the pine forest and came across a baby Chicharney that fell out of his nest, right? He saw that it was in trouble, and he put it back in the nest and went home just like any other upright citizen. Good old wholesome man. But see, the next morning he woke up to a giant conch pearl at his front door. This kind of pearl is rare and very, very valuable. Bro, my man got a huge payday. No, yeah, listen, that's, that's listen. Love. He did the right thing and was blessed for it. Yes. Something as so small as putting a bird back in this nest was rewarded to him a thousand times over. What would you have done with that pearl? I'd have bit it. Well, I would have went straight to the pawn shop. Yeah, pawn shop? Y'all wouldn't a... gift it to y'all wives? Hell no. Man, now, this is how all bad movies start. You right. gift it to your wife and now the whole cartel after y'all. Right. You should have just let that thing go. To the pawn shop. Boom. Look, look, they gonna give you a third of what it's worth. Yeah. And you ain't had nothing before. You ain't had nothing before. <laughs> so you got a third free. There you go. But look, here's another one. Mm-hmm. A family was walking through the forest and saw a pair of Chicharnies building their nest. A child was there, laughed at the Chicharnies, and threw something at them. The parents took the child home and told him, You never mistreat a Chicharney because bad things can happen to you. But the child didn't listen and went back to bother them again throwing most stuff at him. The boy got attacked and now walks around the Andros Islands with a permanent limp. Oh, that just sounds like you got your ass whooped. <laughs> he got and his just, ass and, and deservingly. Because your mama told you to stay your ass from over there. And what'd you go do? He went over there. He went over there anyway. Do you think his limp is because he got yeah. his head, his neck twisted? Ooh. Maybe Ooh. they just twisted his hip. Because cause I'm just, I don't think that it's just about them twisting your neck. Look, man, I got just the guy to answer your questions. So because the Chicharney is based off of a real but extinct, or maybe not, animal, we're actually going to switch it up a little bit this week and chat with an environmentalist who knows all about this legend. He'll help us get down to the bottom of whether or not such an animal really exists.
All right, welcome back, Legenders. I think that's what we calling them. God, we got to come up with a better name. <laughs> nah, Legenders is going with it. They're but yo, check it. this out, fellas. I'm excited to introduce this week's guest all the way from the Bahamas to help clear things up. This is Scott Johnson. He's a multi-hyphenate, y'all. Multi. You know what that means? <laughs> I he's don't. A tr- what you don't? does that mean? He's Smash. No, bro. He's, he's a superhero? No, bro. He's efficient in several different categories. You know what I'm saying? He's a terrestrial biologist, an environmental scientist, a wildlife educator, and a published author. My man does a lot. Wow. Well, welcome on in, Scott, man. Come on in. Take the hey. shoes off, bro. Get, Thanks get, for having me, guys. Really, 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 really grateful for the opportunity. So, okay. so, Scott, man, let's jump right into it, man. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself, man? Like, let me know what your background is. Well, I'm a wildlife biologist. I am a Bahamian terrestrial biologist who enjoys the outdoors. So I like learning about everything Bahamian and terrestrial. I'm a real animal guy. So um, some of my favorite animals are snakes. Um, but my my major focus is reptiles and birds. But snakes really are a very big part of my uh, my work. And uh, I am an advocate for snake conservation. So don't like people chopping up, especially native and endemic, okay, endemic snakes. Do you remember the movie Anaconda? I do. What, how did that movie make you feel when it came out? Was that propaganda? <laughs> right. The yeah. man. Was all that, that, is, all that? that is just just nonsense propaganda. They it's, made that snake look more like a villain than what, anything else. Yeah. Was there a lot of <laughs> Anaconda hate after that? Yeah. I knew yeah, it yeah. was. It's like, uh, nonsense brainwashing these folks knowing that the anaconda <laughs> just want to hug you that's all they want to be <laughs> that's it a little that's friendly tight, 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 tight yeah just give me a warm nice embrace. warm embrace right yeah, you know yeah. yeah okay so what are you what are you currently working on right now in the moment like what, what's what's one project that's that has your attention well currently i am trying to finish a paper that i'm writing that focuses on birds in national parks a few years ago i was collecting some data on what were the birds doing in our national parks? We don't have a lot of decent information on the foraging behavior of birds in most of our national parks. So I wanted to try and change that. And so I started collecting data, started looking over it, and now I'm starting to write. Hopefully I'll have something ready for publication at the end of the year. Oh, that's dope. Now, is that something that like you've always been into since even as a young child, were you like that kid that were into like spiders and, you know, creatures and reptiles like that? Like, where does that interest come from? Absolutely. When I was a child, I was big on animals. My favorite animals were dinosaurs. So, you know, I wanted to be a paleontologist when I was a child, but then I realized that the subaerial surface of the Bahamas is only 500,000 years old at most. And so I'm not going to really see any dinosaur bones, but I am going to see some animals from the Pleistocene, a period which is about 2.6 million years to uh, about 11,060 years or so like that. Wow. You know what's amazing about that? My son loves dinosaurs. My son even identifies as a raptor. Yeah, one time ago I used to do that same thing. I was acting out everything dinosaur like velociraptors i was just like at one time going to school i was called raptor boy <laughs> hey man I'm yeah man. You, my son prays sometimes and says Row. 
Oh, he ends it with that. Right. Yeah, yeah, not in Jesus' name, but right. I'm like, okay, that's what you're doing now. You just going to go ahead and say don't it. talk about him and his relationship with I, his God. I, 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 hey, I can't fight, I can't fight that. Yeah. Praise him while you got your chance, baby. But it was crazy. I read an article recently that said that children that are very, very much so into dinosaurs are very much so intellectuals. Yeah, I think I may have read an article very similar to that as well. Yeah. So when I hear kids talk about how they love dinosaurs and stuff like that, you embrace that. You want to nurture that that interest, that passion, because that opens up a whole world yes. of opportunities for the children. Yeah. So when I see kids saying that they love dinosaurs and animals, hey, I'm all for it. You know, I if I could find some birds, because you know, birds are dinosaurs, right? Yeah. So yeah. if I could find some birds and take you out birding and show you some amazing species that we have and teach you a bit about it, hey, that's exactly what I'm going to do. That kind of leads me to this question. Can you tell us about Chick Charney? Oh, yeah, man. The Chick Charney is a mythical creature that lives in the Bahamas, namely on the island of Andrus or the island complex of Andrus. It can be a mischievous little creature. So think of it, it has the face of a human, but it has the legs of a bird. And in some iterations, it has three-fingered hands, and it has a tail. And it has big red eyes. And it is said that if you mistreat them, bad things will happen to you. But if you treat them well, good things can happen to you. So it's either a bad omen or a good omen. depends on how you behave around That sounds like this little kid that I used to go to school with in the third grade named Terry. He had a face like a person, but he had chicken legs. Oh. I didn't trust this little kid. Didn't trust him. I couldn't trust him. How'd you treat him? How did you? Yeah, I, I treated him nice because I couldn't trust him, and that's why I'm doing this podcast now. As you can see, life's good, good for you. Life yeah. is good for me. But nonetheless, man, that's crazy though. Tell us more. Like, do you believe in it? I do. Word. I do believe that there is a creature, or at least there was a creature of which the Chick Chani legend came from. And also, the Chichani legend originated with the Black Seminoles who came to Andrus in the 1800s. They are a stock from Florida. And uh, there was this whole Seminole War that happened. And uh, some of them went in their canoes and stuff like that and came down to Andrus. And they set up shop in the western side of Andrus. In fact, the Seminole settlement, which is called Red Bays, is the most western settlement on Andres. So, okay, let me ask you this. Let me take it back to you being a child. Do you remember how early you heard about this mythical creature? And did you believe in it back then? You know what I'm saying? Did, did people use it as like a, a scaring tactic? Well, you know, like with all kind of, with the with those old stories, Hansel and Gretel and all that kind of stuff, it, it was always a story that teaches you, hey, if you're bad, this is what's going to happen. If you're good, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Don't go off in the bush. Don't go off in the wilderness because there are creatures there that can eat you and right. stuff like that. But me being a person that loves animals, when I came across these stories as a child, I was fascinated on them. And so uh, reading a couple of stories and a couple of poems on them, and you just hear the, you just hear about the, the little girl who mistreated one and she got attacked and and all that kind of stuff. And I, my eyes were just like, whoa, I really got to be careful if I go to these places and that creature's there. So, yeah, exactly. They got hands. They, and got, they, can, they, they, they got three fingers. And feet. They got little legs. Though. They got little legs. Yeah, little legs <laughs> but they do got hands. They might got three fingers on them. But they jab <laughs> quick. Do you feel like you've ever ran across or maybe possibly seen something in their family? 
I'm assuming you spend a lot of time outside. There was actually a time when I was out at night doing some research and just heard the eerie call of a creature flying at night. Oh, wow. You turn on your flashlight and you're looking around and you don't see it until you flip it around to a tree and you just see these glowing eyes oh, wow. in the tree, right? And it turns out that it was a barn owl. Hmm. And barn owls, if you ever listen to a barn owl screech, it is an eerie, haunting call. And that's where I personally believe the story of the Chick Charney may have originated from. People were out crabbing. They were out looking for crabs. Mm -hmm. And uh, they stumble across a barn owl at a roost site and the owl screeching and it freaks them out. And so naturally, those are like the beginnings of, of mythology. So you go and you tell them stories and then boom, the story begins. And now you have the mythology of a strange creature. So with you, you know, being from uh, the Bahamas, what other like legends or, you know what I mean, uh, theories do you guys grow up on out there? Well, we have another legend called the Lusca. And the Lusca was a creature that lives in the blue holes. And if you're swimming in the blue hole, the Lusca would come up and they will pull you down to your death. It, it's like the Kraken. If you ever watch Pirates of the Caribbean, mm -hmm. you have like this, this very interesting creature that's like part octopus, part shark, part other forms of sea creatures, and that they would grab you and they would pull you under. Oh my now, God, I just got the chill. In some blue holes, when the tide goes high and goes down and the tide goes low, there is a vortex that can happen. And that vortex... If you get caught in that vortex, that vortex will pull you down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so those are things that actually may be tied to the mythology of the Lusca. Hmm. So, Scott, let me ask yeah. you one question. With you, you know, believing in all this other stuff, do you believe in the paranormal, like, ghosts? Because, you know, we do, like, investigations. Like, if we go to hunted spots and see if they are hunted for real or not. Do you believe in, like, the paranormal? So, absolutely. I am a Judeo-Christian. So naturally, um, the Bible speaks of ghosts. It speaks of evil spirits and stuff like that. So I, I do believe that those things are indeed real. Have you ever had an encounter with a, would y'all call them duppies? I've been hagged before. Um, that's that's what hagged? we call it in the Bahamas. Yeah, I've been hagged. Yeah, it's that old thing where they call, they call sleep paralysis, yeah. you know? But yeah, I've been hagged before. And it's, it's a really scary experience. And one time, I got hagged to the point where I could swear, I could have sworn, I just heard something come directly to my face. I was just like breathing hard, like. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Yeah. And I was just like, I couldn't move. Wow. So naturally, guess what we do when you're scared and you don't move? You, you start praying, right? You started speaking in tongues. Robo shots. <laughs> exactly. so, so that's what it was. And yeah, it disappeared. I was able to move again. but So that's called being hagged? So that's a that's a Bahamian term or slash Caribbean term. We say that we've been hagged if you're sleeping and you develop that sleep paralysis because maybe something is on you, a uh, spirit is on you trying like to prevent that. you from moving. I like that terminology, hagged. Do you actually think these paranormal creatures can cross over to the United States? Like, do you think this oversized owl can find its way to the States? Well, I mean, you guys got to tell me because, I mean, the U.S. also has a lot of interesting myths right i remember y'all there was a, a thing called slender man mm -hmm. mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. was in that's in the u.s and i'm that's sure what, that 
that's bad. The Native Americans also have a variety of different mythological creatures. Right. I think even with the Seminoles, they have a witch that would turn herself into an owl, something like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff in the U.S. Just got to, you know, just poke around and see what's what. So y'all don't need our tanks because y'all right. got y'all tanks. Right, right. So we got our own problems. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I want to know, does the Chick Charney still exist? Like, I'm kind of concerned. You know, it may be in the Bahamas. I don't want it to come to the Americas, but I need to know, like, is it even still around? So when people ask me this question, I usually say this. Andrus is a very, very large island that has not been properly explored. And who knows what goes bump in the night on those large keys that help make up Andrus. So... You can't say with 100% certainty on anything, and I'm not going to say with 100% certainty that they are no longer existing, but historically, there was a large owl that was three feet tall that lived in the Bahamas, and it had a nice distribution across the Bahamas. And could that also play a, a role in the legend of the Chikchani? And does it still exist? The jury is still out on that. Until, until every inch of the Bahama archipelago is properly explored, including going out at night, mm. um, there's always going to be that possibility that something is hiding there. We haven't found it yet. So, Dang. So you're telling me there's owls that are three feet tall? Yeah. I guess you want to yep. own one of them too, huh? You darn right I want to. <laughs> Add it to your collection. If we could get five more episodes, man, baby, we are in the money. You I'm put a down payment? On a chitroni and a, and a three-foot three owl. Come on, owl. <laughs> yeah. I think the chitroni is a three-foot owl. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're right. But I, I want both you versions. Want both. I want both versions. All right, Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. But let me ask you this. My, my my question for you is, so being a person of science, mm-hmm. then having your own personal beliefs, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. also being a religious man, mm-hmm. like how do all three of those components play together when you come across something paranormal like that? I mean, because you're looking at it through three different lenses, when most people may only be looking at it through one. You got science to back it up. You got your religion to back it up. And you just have your personal experiences. That's a good question. Yeah, that's a fantastic question. Thank it you all guys. boils down to, you know, the individual and where the individual really leans. I am a scientist. I have done a lot of work across the Bahamas, research and stuff like that. So, yeah. But I'm also a Christian. And I do believe that there's more to life than test tubes and data sheets. Mm-hmm. Scott, man, thank you so very much. This was dope, man. We truly appreciate your time, man. Hey, no problem. Scott, man, before we go, let let the people know where they can find you, man. What's your social media? All right. So you can find me on Facebook, um, Scott Johnson, the Bahamian naturalist. You could also email me if you want at scottswildbahamas at gmail.com. So I have my own little company here I'm developing called Wild Bahamas. And that helps to educate people about the amazing terrestrial fauna that we have in country. My man. Thank you, Scott. Yep. No problem. Yo, that was a great interview. Yeah, we got to hear more Chick Charney info, talk about some dinosaurs, the science behind everything. Dalen got philosophical on us. Didn't it was a good time. Didn't he, though? All right, guys, now it's time to play a little game I like to call Never Have I Ever, but we're doing that Caribbean style. All right, you guys ready? I'm going to list some ghastly situations, 
And you are going to respond guilty or not guilty and see if the story behind it is true to you or not. Sounds good? Yep. Sounds good to me. All right, here we go. Never have I ever ran from a spider. I bet you guys ran from like a Nancy spider before, haven't you? I want to be tough and be like, man, I ain't scared of no punk ass spider. But do y'all remember that movie, Arachnophobia? Oh, yeah. uh, John Goodman. I remember the movie. But do y'all remember the investigation we had on that plantation? And them spiders was like, bro. And you talking about bro. the Louisiana one? Yes, or the, bro. Okay, yeah. I'm going to tell you why Ma- I don't fool Magnolia. with spiders. I ain't fooled with spiders since when in college in our freshman dorm, we had a spider breakout. A boy in my dorm got bit by one of the spiders. They had to do a skin graft. Dang. They had to take skin off his ass mm-hmm. oh, and put man. it on his arm. They took a chunk <laughs> They took a chunk out of his ass and put it on his arm. Sounds like a BBL. Hey, man, he, say, he got the first BBL. The first <laughs> we called that man ass arm <laughs> for a long time. I got to get y'all back. Yo, my, oh, my, my bad. My bad. My bad. Okay, back to listen, the game, We man. are guilty. We would probably run from you spiders. We would run from spiders. Jesus for Christ. Sure. My Sorry. Bad. Sorry. Why, it took a hard left. He said college way. and we went down a rabbit hole. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay. Okay, okay. How about this one? Never have I ever opened a bottle or container that had a spirit card in it. You know, like the ones in Ghostbusters or before that, Baku, an urban legend in Guyana, where there is a little mischievous spirit that lies in a caulked up bottle. Like, you know, that little, you know, little wine joints. You know what I'm saying? A Hennessy bottle? I never told y'all this. I'm going to be honest. This is a real vulnerable moment. Okay, let me hear it. I'm ready. Y'all remember we did that live episode and I opened up that uh, divot box? Yeah. Yes, I remember us doing that live that was, episode. I was you opened tripping. up something I, you didn't know what the hell you were doing. I didn't know what I was doing. I was tripping. That was your whole That was your whole MO that, that year. Open. I really regret that moment. There's people on the internet that open up divot boxes. They order them off of like the dark web and then they get millions of views. And I feel like since you've already opened up a divot box... You should start a channel where you just order divot boxes off the dark web and just see what you get. Yeah, like I said before, you even you say, gave the suggestion. You, you a bright my man out? I'm not going to do it. You hilarious. You guys are hilarious. Well, would y'all? Hey, right, listen. I bro. know. Well, Jawan, of course, already did it. You have already done that. I would do it, bro. I would open it up a dip box, bro. Did you even wear gloves? Yes, I made sure we had gloves. Yeah, I think I was the only. You wore protection. Oh, absolutely. You ain't wore no STDs. Okay, spiritually transmitted disease. Yeah, yeah, they know what I'm talking about. All right, guys, it's time for our last one. Never have I ever been hagged. I mean, you know, like, woken up from a sleep but not been able to move. You know, like a spirit just sitting on top of you. Like our boy Scott was talking about. Oh, that happened to me for sure. Word. I've had that happen a couple of times, man. I remember the first time where I was genuinely terrified. And, like, the wall that I was sleeping next to was no, the other side of the wall was my mom's room that she was sleeping in. Mm-hmm. And I remember just trying to, like, move my ankle just to, like, try to hit my foot up against the wall mm-hmm. to get her attention. And, bro, nothing would, like, I couldn't move. I just remember, like, after so many seconds, bro, it felt like an eternity. I was just like... Jesus, bro! Same thing happened to me some years ago, um, and I'll tell you after after I hear Jawan. What about you, brother? No, go ahead, tell your story. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Hey, man, I had in college the same thing. So, like, I was laying in the bed, and all of a sudden, I had this dream like something was floating, 
and like had a hand and put it over my mouth. And I was like trying to, I woke up and I was trying to move and all I could do, ooh, mm, mm. And I literally was like, the blood of Jesus. Oh, oh my gosh. What happened? Man, I started speaking to something. Man, we had a prayer meeting in my room the next day because, you know, I was super saved back then. What about you, Juwan? Uh, yeah, I've definitely had it happen uh, more than once. And it's always the same. And it's like, I always find myself, it feels like, I don't know what this feels like in real life, but it just, I can imagine what being paralyzed from like the neck down would feel like. And like, I find myself always trying to force myself to make as much noise as possible, thinking that's just going to help yeah. me get out of it. Yeah. I'll be in the house by myself, but like, yeah. somebody can hear me. I let, me ask, let me ask you this. Would you be more terrified if you caught the sleep paralysis while laying on your stomach? Yes. Because <laughs> now yeah. your ass in the air. Yeah, and I can't feel anything. <laughs> and, you <can't> <laughs> and you can't move. <laughs> I can't move or feel anything. That's so, scary. Like, <laughs> yes. That's terrifying. Yes. Well, forget the movie you, Saw. You guys, you guys have ruined this game today, and I appreciate it. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart, guys. Uh, so what you guys think? <laughs> I told you my thoughts. Yeah, bro. Yeah, we are guilty as charged. Yeah, that's on you now, Joel. Thank you for that game, Marcus. I always like a good never have I ever. And, Daylon, your answer is always... <laughs> Inappropriate. <laughs> Never disappoint me. Yeah, I try. I try, fellas. <laughs> All right. But look, that's it for the game. But what do we have coming up next, man? Yo, what's up? So up next is this week's listener story. It's creepy. And it comes from Scott in Missouri. Now let's see what Scott's talking about. Hey guys, this is Scott from St. Louis. I had a very strange encounter a couple weeks ago. As I heard a car honk, honking across the street, and I turned on my uh, ring camera to, to look. Now, the, the uh, source of the honking was, wasn't the big deal. The gentleman that was honking got out of his car, walked up to the front porch of the house across the street. Right after he did that, there was a red feather appeared to come out of nowhere along my porch and did some interesting turns and eventually faded to the bottom of the post and disappeared. I immediately went outside. There was no feather. It was a little windy, not enough to make it disappear. I truly believe it was an angel because I had been thinking about angel angelic thoughts in that recent time, and um, it didn't surprise me at all. So thanks, guys. I, I'm just going to be honest with you, man. It sounded like my man was trying to convince himself that he was having angelic thoughts. <laughs> like, what you was really over there thinking about uh, in Missouri, Scott? <laughs> Scott, we love you, man. Hurt, hurt, harm, danger. <laughs> hey, man. Chill out, Scott. <laughs> I like, I like though, you know, when you do see a nice feather like that randomly. On you, the ring cam? On the ring cam. You got to know it's a it's an angel, though, right? Say, so, listen, man. You got to. I mean, I don't or, judge. Nobody or it's an oversized owl. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's a just, big who. <laughs> that's real. Uh, but it was red. But I wonder, Missouri. What, I wonder I, what being red has to do with it. You think they got flying cockroaches in Missouri? With, ain't no does cockroaches this have feathers? This man was telling you about an angelic situation, and you talking about cockroaches. No, My but bad. I'm saying a flying cockroach. My bad. You might have been right. Sorry, let's talk about that first. There are probably flying cockroaches in Missouri. Yeah, water bugs. That has nothing to do with this. cockroaches everywhere. What you talking about? That has everything to do with it. He looked at it from a ring cam. He's not looking at it with his natural eye. It could have been anything. Hence, a flying cockroach. He said it was a feather. 
said a feather. Again, he assumed it was a feather. He went out there. He couldn't see a feather, Juwan, so he don't know Why if it was a feather. Why are you getting attitude? Because, goddammit, I'm tired of people sending us stories telling us about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Scott, hey, man, your angelic story was beautiful, Scott. <laughs> I think it was an angel. I think he was touched by an angel. I you think he was touched reason. by a feather? <laughs> I think there was a feather out there, man. Scott, listen, keep submitting. Scott, work on your damn story, Scott. Well, thank you for letting us get all the way to this part of the conversation, Scott. Your angelic flower and and feather has allowed us. Flying cockroach. Oh, my gosh. Pray for y'all's boy. Scott, pray for for Dalen. Why are you out there giving angelic thoughts? Why are you having angelic thoughts out there, Scott? (laughs) And send send us a video, Scott. Yeah. We got to see what a flying cockroach looks like. They call water bugs. This is all we have for you listeners, so we'll see you next week. Remember, if you want to hear your creepy stories on this podcast, please record your dope voice story and send it to ghostbrotherspodcast.com. That's ghostbrotherspodcast.com. That's it for Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers this week. Scare you later. Peace out, and don't let the door hit you with the Ghost Brothers kissed you urban legends with the ghost brothers is produced by neon hum media for discovery plus you can follow our show wherever you get your podcasts and we'd love it if you could take a second to leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts. for discovery plus our executive producer is michael DeSabo. at neon hum our executive producer is shara morris our lead producer is cheris satchel our associate producers are navani otero and ann lim Our production manager is Samantha Allison. Music by Asha Ivanovich. Concept by Odelia Rubin and Shara Morris. Our engineers are Hansdale Shee, Max Unruh, and Lila Williams.